Welcome everyone, Dylan Jamelli here today with a brand new video for you and today I advise you sit back and relax. This is a little bit longer video but it's going to be very insightful. This is called Testosterone 101, everything that you need to know about testosterone. So I got a lot to cover here. I'm not going to waste time. I'm going to jump right into it. I just have to give a shout out and thank you to everybody supporting the channel. Thank you for the likes, the subs, the shares everything that you're doing please please if you haven't yet subscribe comment anything that you can do to help build the channel feed the algorithm help us grow it is greatly 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 appreciated now let's get into this because it's a little bit longer topic and i'm sure you can understand why so i'm just gonna break this down for you everything we can know about testosterone uh sciences um gym slang terms whatever we can throw out there i'm going to throw it all out there for you we're going to talk about esters side effects dosing so let's jump right in now testosterone is part of the androgen family of steroid hormones that's naturally produced in your body basically it's primarily made by your test uh, testicles and in similar amounts by your adrenal glands now in males testosterone is obviously our principal sex hormone in females, they also produce small amounts of uh, testosterone in their ovaries, but not nearly as much as males do. Just like men produce estrogen, but nowhere near what a female does. Now, in the male biological makeup, testosterone is going to be needed for the development of reproductive organs and tissues such as your prostate and testicles. Now, not only does testosterone help to build our reproductive system, but it's also going to be re uh, responsible for promoting our secondary sexual traits. So, increased muscle mass, body hair growth growth, bone mass, deepening of your voice, broadness of your shoulders, narrowing of your pelvis, and also production of semen for sexual reproduction. While we uh, produce some testosterone naturally, so we're looking at like 200 megs a week, the effects of our natural testosterone are pretty damn mild when you compare them to a bodybuilder that's injecting synthetic testosterone. We got rapid muscle growth, strength increases, faster recovery, and this is why testosterone is still one of the most popular steroids used by anybody. Now, when you're adding in supraphysiological amounts of testosterone by injection or transdermal delivery, this is going to create an increased concentration of this particular steroid in your muscle cells and other tissues. Now, when you flood the androgen receptors in the muscle cells with test, you're going to try to magnify the muscle building benefits of testosterone, but far, far more than what your body could ever produce on your own. Now, let's talk about steroids here. Generally speaking, most anabolic androgenic steroids are being manufactured today are synthetically derived from testosterone. Many other, you know, steroid hormones like D-ball and Nandrolone, they're basically made in a lab and they are modified, uh, the, the, the base structure of testosterone here, to make new versions of that steroid that carry desirable traits. Synthetically derived steroids are used for improving performance and basically inducing significant amounts of muscle and strength gains, just like test. Now, when scientists started rating the effectiveness of other new de uh, newly developed steroids, they decided testosterone was going to be the baseline number when it was being compared. So they take the anabolic androgenic ratio, as most of us know. Now, test is rated at 100 to 100. Well, TREN was given a 500 to 500 rating by experts because it displayed five times stronger reactions than TEST in both its anabolic and androgenic uh, effectiveness. Now, let's talk about injections here. 
Testosterone is obviously available in the human-grade pharmaceutical form, but we also know that you can get it in underground uh, labs as well, or UGLs. Now, it comes in base form without an ester, and that makes it a water-based testosterone suspension, and you got to actually inject that every six hours. This is extremely ideal for people that are being subjected to like any sort of testing. Now, in addition, there's multiple ester preparations that range in length from a short ester like propionate to a long like undecanoate. That's also called nabido if you're not if you're familiar with that. Now, not only does test come in different esters, but you can also get Sustanon 250, which is four different esters in one. Watch my video on that. Um, I, I've discussed Sustin on 250 in detail, and I'm going to talk about esters here shortly. Now, let's talk about picking a good injection site, uh, site for your testosterone shots. It's really important, uh, important here that you avoid pain and also infection. Now, base, like your suspension or short esters like propionate are going to be much more painful, so you don't want to in, uh, inject in sensitive places like biceps or even in your quads. you got to be careful there. You should inject propionate, for example, into a large muscle area that doesn't have a comparatively like high concentration of nerve endings and tendons. You got to be very careful. There's fair. I know the quad is a massive muscle, but there is very, very, very little room for error there. And if you mess up there, you are just it sucks. I've had softballs from Primo injections in my in my quads before. I forced myself to run. It was absolutely hell on earth. Propionate itself can cause a really painful injection as it is. Um, you can spasm your muscle out, um, especially in the biceps and thighs. Water-based suspension can pocket itself near tendon fibers and that can quickly become infected. Short esters um, and non-esterified steroids. They're better injected into your glutes um, and you know where your muscle is lean and has plenty of blood flow. Now, just on the dosing, look. I have a video out I would strongly suggest that you all watch and it talks about the title of the video is how much testosterone do you actually need anybody that follows me I guarantee you've watched it if you haven't check that video out all I'm going to say is this all of these and excuse my language fucking meatheads that want to tell you that you absolutely have to have 500 milligrams of testosterone they are operating on a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a brain cell most of them. Not all of them, but probably 95% of them that don't think about anything else but getting big and taking as much shit as we possibly can. And you see what happens to a lot of these guys. Don't follow this example and don't listen to this kind of, of propaganda nonsense that's only going to get you hurt. I promise you, look, I've been doing this over a decade and that doesn't mean I know everything. That doesn't mean that I am the almighty on any of this, but I can tell you this. And this is not me going, oh, well, this is how it happened to me, so that's the way it is. No, this is how I've coached thousands and thousands of people, talked with thousands and thousands of people. I've observed, I've read, I've listened, I've commented, whatever you want to say. You can make seriously significant gains, 300, 350 milligrams of test, I promise you. I promise you. And I have countless comments throughout videos of people telling me that they thanking me for getting them on lower doses. Some people need a little bit more fine, but running these crazy amounts, it's not necessary. You can do extremely well, 300 to 350 milligrams a week. I never recommend going over 500. There's just no reason. There's not. People may disagree and that is totally fine. You're obviously entitled to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want. Like I always say, I'm not your fucking dad. 
I'm not trying to be, but I'm trying to help you and coach you and save you a lot of of unnecessary problems that are easily avoidable if you just do things responsibly and understand that a little bit goes a long way. So now we've got to get into the um, esters and half-lives. I really want to talk about this because there's a lot of different esters here and I want to break it down. So we've got something like methyl testosterone. Your active half-life there is going to be six to nine hours. It doesn't have an ester, but it's a methylated um, compound here. We're talking about oral testosterone. So methyl testosterone. So it's one of the, oh, actually, I take that back. It is the oldest known oral steroid ever made. Um, it was originally used as a prescription drug to treat men with low testosterone levels. Um, but it fell out of favor with injections and transdermals and everything that started to come out. Um, and it's extremely liver toxic, which is another reason why it kind of fell out of favor. Then we've got your testosterone base called suspension, called TNE, testosterone, no ester. That's an injectable testosterone hormone, but it's in a water base. And it was developed and used for decades, and it is actually the first steroid made. I was saying that with the methyl form, but I meant the, the first oral. This is the purest form of testosterone you can get. No esters are attached. You're just getting nothing but pure testosterone. A few things to keep in mind with the suspension is that it can be extremely painful. You'll see the word PIP, that's post-injection pain. There's a much higher likelihood of estrogen conversion there. You need to take this very serious. The PIP alone is terrible, and it's not for everybody, I promise you. The water-based carrier is more prone to breed infection as well into the injection site rather than an oral-based preparation. So keep all of these things in mind because in my view, uh, it's really not worth it. Um, I've used it before. It it does great for a pre-workout here, but it's not like when you have like, for instance, shoot your delt and it hurts for three or four days off a hundred milligram injection. I'll pass. I don't need it. It, do, it doesn't do anything special like that at all. So, but some people love it and that's cool. Just understand what comes along with it. When we got test propionate, we're looking at a two to three day half-life here. It's one of the most popular single esters out there, aside from like an enanthate or a cypionate. Even women kind of opt to take propionate because it has a shorter half-life if they are using any sort of testosterone. So, it, you know, it's out of the system a lot quicker if, if they're not agreeing with them. So that's kind of what is, you know, favored among women. Um, it's the shortest ester aside from uh, suspension like we were just talking about. Um, then we've got testosterone, uh, testosterone phenyl propionate with like a three to four day half-life. Uh, this is the shortest ester out there aside from propionate and suspension. Well known for being in sustenon as well. Now, as propionate is injected, you want to go every other day because it's such a short half-life. All right. Um, which is frequent injections. And, you know, for somebody like me that hates injections, that's one of the reasons I don't use propionate. Um, it just, it get, I, I don't know too many people that go, man, I can't wait to inject. I love injections. Obviously, I'm not scared of needles. You can see with all the tattoos, but I just, it, it's an annoyance and it's not like it's fun, okay? So I don't care for the shorter esters. Just understand when you do use those. Propionate's every other day. Phenylpropionate needs to be uh, pinned three times a week. Your first dose is going to give you a pretty good amount of energy. That's going to come down after a couple days. The second's going to increase the effects of the hormone itself within your body. And the third's going to ensure that your blood levels are remaining stable. You, some people try to do twice a week with it, but 
you're going to want to do three times a week with it. I, I assure you. Um, otherwise, you're going to just be off. You're going to feel off. Your blood stability is going to be off. Now, Sustanon, I've done a video on Sustanon 250. Definitely watch that because I go through it thoroughly. Just in a quick nutshell, we got four different esters here with Sustanon. All right, and Sustanon 250 means that there's 250 milligrams per one cc or one milliliter. We've got 30 milligrams of test propionate, 60 milligrams of test phenylpropionate, 60 milligrams of test isocaproate, and 100 milligrams of test decanoate. So I haven't covered all of those yet. We're going to get to those here shortly. We've got next testosterone enanthate, five to seven day half-life. Probably the second most widely used form and talked about uh, of testosterone esters, aside from cypionate. The small difference between enanthate and cypionate is the ester weight is just slightly, slightly different. Enanthate has a little bit shorter half-life. You still want to do it twice a week. Now, cypionate has a six to seven day half-life, and it's just ever so so uh, longer on its ester where some people will do it once a week, and it's perfectly fine. I stick with twice a week. I feel more blood stability. Now, cypionate is the one that most doctors prescribe for testosterone replacement therapy. That's why it's the most commonly used. It's butter smooth. It's very simple. I, that's all I've ever used. Um, I mean, I've used other forms, but I've stuck with cypionate the whole time on TRT. I find it to be great. Everybody's different on their 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 choices, uh, but cypionate is going to be the most popular and most widely used. Then we've got isocaproate at a seven to nine day half-life. It's well known really only for being in Sustanon. You don't see too many people using this on its own. It's got a longer half-life. You can dose it once a week and your blood stability should be just fine. Then we've got decanoate at a 12 to 14 day half-life. That's also well known for being into, you know, comprised in Sustanon and actually having the most amount of any of the esters in Sustanon. But it's not widely used aside from that. Some, you know, it is used with TRT for some people, but not a ton. Um, once a week injections are perfectly fine on this. And uh, lastly, we've got testosterone undecanoate. That's got a half-life of 19 to 21 days. This is also something that's commonly used by some TRT doctors and clinics. It's used to treat low testosterone levels. It's the longest ester that you're going to find, and that's why it's more ideal for uh, TRT. I've seen do dosing all over the place with this once a month, once every few months. I, I just disagree with a lot of that. To me, I don't even like this longer form. There's too many arguments and too many things on blood stability and studies, and it's just not widely used, and I don't care for it. Um, not for TRT, not for anything, but hey, that's just me. Now, let's talk about some side effects. One of the reasons that TEST is one of the most popular and widely used compounds out there is because it's predictable and it's pretty well tolerated by the body. The side effects that occur do manifest, but there's a lot of drugs that we have at our fingertips to either mitigate or treat those. You know, we call them ancillaries. So the quickest or most common is going to be your estrogen conversion. Estrogen conversion can cause problems anywhere from gynecomastia, water retention, gynecomastia being the growth of male breast tissue, increased blood pressure, and some overall mood changes. That's why we have aromatase inhibitors, aromas and arimidex, to treat these problems and, and make sure that we're covered there. 
Then there's side effects that come around due to the conversion of test to DHT or dihydrotestosterone. So we got side effects that go anywhere from male pattern baldness, oily skin, acne, swelling of the prostate, growth of hair in places other than your face. So these are things that you need to be aware of and worried about. But that, my friends, is testosterone. Oh, and the obvious with any steroid, the suppression of natural testosterone. So if you're cycling testosterone, it can suppress, well, it can, it will suppress your testosterone levels and you will need a post-cycle therapy to recover unless you were on TRT where you would just stay on. So that is everything that I feel is important about learning about testosterone. I'm sure I missed a few things. This is a long video, it's a broad topic, but I hope that this is a great reference for everybody to go back to and watch where that you can feel comfortable learning learning the basics that you need to know about testosterone. Um, if, you, if I missed anything, throw it in the comments section or anything that you wanna add, but you know, for me, I don't like or prefer to run any cycle without testosterone. I feel it is the backbone of any successful cycle and to get the most out of what you're doing, it needs to be involved. Some people don't believe in that. I do. Um, I think it is the basically, essentially, one of the king of kings. But, you know, everybody's different. That's my view. And just remember that I'm only here to educate and teach and, and, and help and converse. So, that being said, stay tuned for plenty more to come. Dylan Jamelli, signing off.